Welcome to Convos from the Couch by Life Stance Health, where leading mental health professionals help guide you on your journey to a healthier, more fulfilling life. Hello, everyone. I'm Nicolette Lianza, and on this episode, I'll be talking with therapist Joy Weigel about what is authenticity and why is it important for mental health. So welcome, Joy. Great to have you on. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Definitely. Really looking forward to this conversation because I think this is, actually, I wanted to throw out, as I can see, this is such an important conversation to have. And I recently found out that Webster's Dictionary made authenticity the word of the year. You heard that as well. <laughs> I have it in my, yeah, I was going to mention that. Oh, so we're going to talk about that. Oh, thank yeah. You. That just yeah. hit me right now. Great. Yep. Sounds like you're going to be plugging that as well. As we dive into our conversation, let's start with tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I'm a Colorado native. I grew up outside of a small town of about 5,000 people. So in the plains of Colorado, I grew up around horses, hunting, fishing, all that sort of outdoorsy stuff. The kind of rural experience. I guess I would identify myself as a non-traditional student. I started my associates in the early aughts here at Front Range Community College for you Colorado folks, but I didn't know what I wanted to be. So I and I felt like I was wasting my time taking classes. So I stopped that and got a just a job that suited my life. I worked as a janitor for a local city for about 10 years and eventually I got sick of that, <laughs> as you could imagine. So I went back and got my bachelor's in psychology at CU Boulder. Then I went to grad school at Northwestern. And here I am practicing at Life Stamps. Wow. And here you are. My gosh. So tell us what got you interested in authenticity? Yeah, that, thanks for asking. My my journey with authenticity started, I think, when I was pretty young, five or six. I, so I was born with congenital defects, right? So I've had a bunch of surgeries, like a couple of dozen from the time I was two months old until adulthood. So in that process, I remember my parents telling me, you may as well be yourself because you're never going to fit in is the gist I got uh, just because of my appearance. I'm not going to look like everybody else. And being a little kid, you take that literally because it's your parents. So I did. I was like, I may as well just figure out what I want to do in life because trying to be like other people just isn't going to work. My personal journey started I think back then with just the experiences I've gone through with my medical history, professionally, I could see a lot of clients struggling with their concept of self, who they think they are, feeling really uncomfortable being themselves in life. And I could see that the distress it caused. And I got to thinking, this is a subject I think I feel like I have a lot of personal experience with and a lot of practice at what does it even mean to be my authentic self. Maybe I can learn more and uh, offer support for clients in that way too. Like what you talked about, there's so much pressure in in American culture to be authentic all over social media and movies, be your authentic self. And cool, but what what does that even mean? And I hear clients talking about it too. I don't feel like myself. I feel like I can't be myself. So just trying to dig into this a little bit more. What even are we talking about? Ah, I love that. I love that. Again, I love that we're having this conversation. So What is authenticity and why is it important for mental health? This is one of those topics that it might be easier to start out. What is it? Yeah. yeah. As I'm researching this in the peer-reviewed literature, this is one of those topics they're still arguing about. What even is authenticity? There was a 2019 paper out of 
Duke and Harvard that thought authenticity might not even be a viable construct. Okay, that's not helpful. (laughs) Uh, A lot of times what comes up for people is, I want to be my true self. Okay, Mm -hmm. what does that mean? I think psychology and philosophy both agree that there is no true self. It applies. There's like a monolithic unchangeable thing we're trying to get so it's not being your true self okay it's not self-knowledge like full self-knowledge because we're so complicated anybody right. who's ever done therapy it's like a like an onion fractal it just mm-hmm. keeps going you know right. for, love that an onion fractal love that right it's <laughs> <So, laughs> very so, true though very true and i think you know we're only aware of our certain of a certain fraction of ourself at any given moment so complete self-knowledge isn't it consistency predictability nope because everything's changing for example my authentic behavior as a therapist is not going to be the same as my authentic behavior as a a friend or a parent so it's too dynamic for it to be consistent and i would argue it's not uniqueness or novelty just because i'm not coming up with some world-changing idea doesn't mean I'm not authentic. There's mm-hmm. And not even an integrity, frankly. <laughs> it's not even about living in accordance with your values, right? Maybe we saw that during the pandemic. People, shoplifting was up because people couldn't afford to feed their families. Yeah, See, a value might be like not to steal, but you had to provide for your family to survive. That's so. right. That's right. So it's complicated. Yeah, um, very complicated. I think authenticity is almost a way of kind of transcending our evolution as a species, right? Ooh, so what, what does that mean? That's a big statement there. I know, right? Bear with me here. We know about attachment theory, right? We, mm-hmm. need, we need to maintain relationships. And for a long time, that was about survival, right? If you can't maintain your relationship with the tribe or whatever, your small group, you're going to get kicked out. And yeah. frankly, you're going to starve or freeze yeah. to death. So now... I don't know if that is necessarily the case. With the internet connectivity and the way we have access to the world in a way that seems like the first time ever, we can build our own community. There's 8 billion people that we potentially yeah. have access to. So that's what I'm saying. Like We don't have to necessarily behave in a way that meets our micro tribe, right? We can mm-hmm. flex our authenticity to connect with people all over the world. I don't know about you, but I have friends in Australia and communities that I would never have access to. So I think it's something like that, like being able to move outside of maintaining these close attachments that might not serve us. Can I say, I appreciate your authenticity right now that you're like, (laughs) the research isn't really sure. And I'm not, I'm doing my best guess here too. Like the authenticity Uh, and the genuineness of you giving your best shot at defining this. I appreciate uh, that. Thanks. (laughs) I think to, okay, so that's this big, yeah, Ex- esoteric idea. What is it narrowly? I think it's a relationship with choice, right? Okay. A choice with yourself, with others, with the situation, good or bad. So I'm doing this podcast with you. I'm trying to show up as me. That's a choice I'm making, right? Like going back to our shoplifting example, that's a choice in the moment too that that might be, I don't want to say bad, but not in alignment with how we'd like to be. So it's a choice. What's going to serve me best in this moment? And being aware of the choices within yourself, right? Okay, am am I acting on some kind of implicit bias that I don't know I have, just autopiloting, or am I consciously aware of of how I'm showing up? Choices in relationships, too. How do I want to show up for my friend? Like, Mm -hmm. how do I want to show up for my boss? How do I want to show up in this podcast? I'm I'm choosing, trying to do it in a way that's going to serve 
my my goals. I think it's about I think authenticity is about trusting yourself that you have the toolbox to respond to each moment in the way that's going to serve you best. Right. Wow, that's a great way to put it right there. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. So how, how does this tie in then to mental health and why is it important? Yeah. If trusting yourself that you can react to a whatever is happening in the given moment, it ties into mental health in that if we're trying to control the uncontrollable, it's going to take us out of the moment. Mm -hmm. If you're worrying about the future, what if I say this and then they say that and catastrophizing, that kind of thing. It's important for mental health. There's this theory called self-discrepancy theory, right? It's the idea that how close do I feel that I am to my ought self, right? Mm -hmm. Like how Am I, how far away am I from the goal line that I'm trying to get to? And right. the further you are from that, the way I perceive self, self-report measure, right. how far do I feel I am from my ought, ought self, what I should be doing? If that's a big gap, there's a lot of evidence saying there's higher levels of depression, feelings of guilt and shame. Sense, of you know, course. Interpersonal stress, even. If, yeah. If I'm so nervous about how I'm showing up and I'm constantly asking for validation, it's going to cause ruptures in relationships yeah, and true. getting stuck in your head, ruminating. Am I doing yep. the right thing? Am I doing all these things can be connected to authenticity. Am I showing up as me or am I trying to do something that I, I'm just not getting there? I so think we see that ways. a lot in teens, right? In teenagers, mm. especially as we're trying to figure out who yeah. we are when we're teenagers. But especially with the influence of social media and how we mm. think people want us to be or to look like and stuff like that. So sure. that inauthenticity, I think there's that definitely that battle between who we really are as we're teenagers versus who we think others want us to be. And yeah. how that continues even to adulthood and, and then some. That's true. Yeah. Trying to get that. Maybe we talk about this when we're having conversations about perfectionism, right? Yeah. Where, what are you even trying to get? Like, how would you right. know you got there? How would mm -hmm. you know that you are your true self? I don't right. know. No, <laughs> so. excellent point. Perfectionism is a beast. That's for sure. It's never going to be satiated. So where I like that you phrased it that way. What yeah. are we trying to get to there? Yeah. So what are some of the common obstacles to living authentically? I think we've already alluding to some right now, but what else? Yeah. So much of that that self judgment, like mm -hmm. really the perfectionism we talked about, just the feeling of I'm not. It's never good enough. I'm, I'm not doing it right. Whatever it is, whatever it is, the, that either. should self, that ought self, the implicit biases and automatic thoughts, just the stuff that comes up that we, I didn't right. consent to these biases. I didn't consent to having these thoughts about the world. Like so many other mental health interventions, really getting a handle on what. Okay, what is like the <laughs> default setting of my brain? What kind of stuff is coming up? And do I agree with that? I saw a meme somewhere, something like, I wish I could give them credit, but it was like, the first thing you think of is what you've been programmed to think. Mm -hmm. What you do after that is is more your authentic self. So really unpacking implicit biases, I think, is a huge barrier. Do I agree with social media? Do I agree with how I should look or how I should talk or what kind of job I should have questioning all that. And then, of course, there's the fear of rejection and abandonment, right? <laughs> That's right. a huge Those one. Those little things right there, right? <laughs> Circling back to that when I was trying to explore this idea of transcending the like, attachment in some ways, I, I don't want my friends to not like me if I show up in a certain way. Right. And really working with that, trusting relationships. Mm -hmm. Like Those are the few of the barriers I think are... I hear most often. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. No, definitely those themes for sure. 
So how can therapy help individuals embrace their authentic selves? Yeah, I think therapy can help put a shape to those nebulous and vague concepts we're talking about. We've just spent however long, 15 minutes talking about authenticity, really trying to remove the ambiguity for where you're trying to get. What are your values? What are your goals? What's important to you? Again, helping identify what the client thinks and why do you think that? Kind of clearing out the junk drawer, dump Mm -hmm. it all out. I like that. What are we working here? Those sort of CBT interventions of challenging those automatic thoughts, right? You're you're afraid your friend's going to reject you if you show up. Okay, is that's a real valid feeling, but is is it true? Is it an accurate view of yourself or the situation, right? That's Putting right. those thoughts on trial. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And I think setting boundaries is huge for authenticity. Ooh, setting definitely. boundaries between me and you, like yourself and others. Where do I stop? Where do you begin? And mm-hmm. learning how to get comfortable with those boundaries. Learning the difference between effective planning and like planning and goal setting versus like ruminating and catastrophizing Ooh, right that's like, a big one it's yeah, so I hard think that sometimes could be a fine line too yeah like we've gotta gotta have a plan gotta have something you're working toward but if you're like running a million simulations right yeah, it's not gonna work and then i think maybe the biggest thing meant therapy can offer is providing a safe place to practice yeah. being authentic right, right. Therapist right. isn't going to judge you. They're not going to be mean or reject you. So right. having an, an hour a week or whatever where you... Having that platform to be able to step into your authentic self. At least feel that's safe to do it. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Definitely. So what are some practical steps individuals can take to live more authentically? Yeah. yeah making space to get off of autopilot, that, like we were talking about, noticing your thoughts. Of course, mindfulness. <laughs> Pay attention to what you're doing and why I think it can be really helpful. That autopilot can be so destructive for feeling like we're our authentic self. Recognizing, again, and challenging those automatic thoughts and implicit biases. Do I really agree with this? Mm -hmm. I don't know if I do. Getting out of your comfort zone can be huge for feeling more authentic. If you do something that feels hard for yourself, like a new situation, a new activity, you can learn to trust that you do have a toolbox to handle mm-hmm. things you're not, how could you prepare for it? Because you've never done it. So things like that, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And of course, self-compassion. I think that's a blanket statement for all uh, practical things we could do. Just learning to be comfortable with that you don't know what you don't know. And yeah. we're all doing the best we can. Yep. And getting comfortable with the ambiguity of, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. All I know is this moment right now. Yep. And this yep. moment's the only time you can ever be authentic. Can't be authentic in the future. Good just point. right now. Those no, are excellent some points. Practical things. Any other takeaways you'd like to share? What you were mentioned before that the Webster's word of the year, 2023, was authentic authenticity. It seems like we're in a revolution of authenticity. Like so much thought effort is being put into unpacking it. What does it mean? How can we do more of it? I would say don't panic <laughs> if you feel like you're not there because it's really hard and yeah. it's, a, it's a relationship just like yeah. all of the relationships it's hard there's a lot of pressure to be authentic and it's a process it's going to change every day and i don't know you're the only person who can decide if you're being authentic i think right. so. i and i like that you're emphasizing it's a process it's not just a destination destination like i'm authentic today and that'll be good for the rest of my life but no this is a continued process to work on yeah you know, yeah so- Yep. 
So my gosh, Joy, this has been an amazing conversation. And I think one of the takeaways specifically too is to help people recognize that there's this yearning to be authentic, but really what is that? And I think you really helped us unpack it a little bit more and how to get ourselves there. So I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today about it. Thanks. It's been great being here. I'd also like to thank the team behind the podcast, Jason Clayton, Juliana Whitten, and Chris Kalman, with a special thank you to Jason Clayton, who edits our episodes. Thank you for listening to Converse from the Couch. Take care, everyone. Oh,